The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 30 Brady Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Tack. And with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Klein. I am very happy to be here. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad to have you. And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, as we break down the bunch one episode at a time. What we do, Jimmy, as you know, oh, yeah. we take the episode every week. We break it down all the time. We decide to give it its own space. Only to learn that we also promised another episode could also have its own space. So we kind of just let them duke it out on their own while you and I go out and sell some shit. There you go. That works. That's bizarre. (laughs) I'll free you the listener. Ah. On today's episode, we look at season four, episode 23, entitled A Room at the Top. Don't do it, Jimmy. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, Paramount Plus, like this episode was. Oh, yeah. And uh, Amazon Prime! <laughs> yeah, I had Ooh. to watch this on Paramount Plus. I'm like, the hell, Hulu? Yeah, fuck Hulu. Yeah, fuck Hulu. I'm going to watch Sorry, on Paramount I Plus mean, now. Hulu might be listening and they may want to sponsor us, but now they won't. Well, fuck you, Hulu. I had to watch it on Paramount Plus. That's right. So there you go. <laughs> so this is about getting your own room. Well, it is you, about getting your own room. But did you ever have to share a room growing up? Oh yeah, yeah. I had to share a room. I have. I'm sorry. Can we start over? Yep. My fault. <laughs> so what's up, Jimmy? How's your week? Oh yeah, I didn't even catch it. <laughs> Fine as wine, kind of chatty. No, I mean. <laughs> that's, nah, that's the way they me. say it today. That's the new way of saying it. <laughs> that's cool. What about yours? Uh, it was a really slow week. I was yeah. busy and it just, I don't know, work dragged. Everything just kind of dragged all week. When it was like Thursday, it felt like, like Friday, but I wasn't the only one because there was people at work that was, were pretty sure it was Friday too. We all had to look at our phones like, fuck, it's only Thursday. My Thursday felt like Friday because it was my Friday. I had Friday off. Oh. Huh. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that works. Um, <laughs> but uh, my son and I went out and saw the Spider-Man movie last night. That was I went out awesome. to the movies too. You did? What did you see? I, Spider-Man? I saw, or? Hell no! I saw West Side Story. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't go tonight? Tonight? No, went, I like, went couple Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> So this, I was a little surprised. At this, so Steven, if I would have heard this, I would have been thought it was a joke. Steven Spielberg produces West Side Story. Like, like he directed what? it. He didn't just and produce directed. it. Directed. Yeah. So was there a lot of smoke and lights and stuff like that? Like, kind of. Yeah. I mean, it and was camera movements through lights and smoke. Yeah. It almost. Yeah. It, it was. It was pretty nice. It was. It was the cinematography on it was incredible. Way better than the original. Um. Well, there you go. Yeah, but I mean, it was more. I was trying to explain it to my daughter. I said, if you watch the original and she watched like 10 minutes of it, she just couldn't get through it. Um, 
I told her the original is very two dimensional, you know, kind of like when you watch Hamilton on Disney plus, it's very two dimensional like that. Uh, because mm. it was a, a stage show put on. Yeah, it was more of like a, on like a movie. sets and shit like that. Well, also, because of the popularity of the stage show, everybody kind of, plus Romeo and Juliet, I guess they kind of assumed you already knew the storyline. <laughs> so they didn't really do a very good job of of telling the story, really. Who didn't? And Steven the original, the, the original movie. Oh, the movie. Natalie you know Wood. I mean, like there's some, yeah. they, it's almost like the, in comparison, it's almost like they jumped to conclusions. It's like, well, wait a minute. Where did you get, how did you get to there? Where Steven Spielberg, I mean, arguably one of the greatest storytellers ever, you know what I mean? He does a great mm-hmm. job of telling the story. And so there's there's scenes in it that they've added for the sake of the audience. And he kind of approached it as if nobody had ever seen it before. And mm. I thought it was really, really good. That's cool. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Me and Caitlin were by far the two youngest people in the theater. <laughs> there's just awesome. like retirees in there, which that's why I'm, I'm <laughs> Yeah, it was... Um I, I, I may have made fun of you a little bit for watching, but I do like West Side Story. I think it's a mm-hmm. really great musical. And I used to have the soundtrack to the Broadway version oh, of it yeah. growing up. And I still listen to it every once in a while. I've got the album, a vinyl. Yeah. Um, I can't find it on vinyl. Not the not the good one. Not the, I yeah, can I find the like, good one with vinyl. I get the shitty one. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. eh, I like the Broadway, original Broadway version. Yeah, the, the movie soundtrack sucks. You yeah. Get if the they took Broadway. the Broadway soundtrack and moved it to the movie, it'd be right. great. Like the plus girl, Natalie though, Wood, I just love Natalie Wood. I think she was so hot. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things I didn't like about one of the things I've never liked about the movie is that Natalie Wood didn't sing. But that wasn't really mm. Natalie Wood that you heard, so that kind of bothered me uh, a little bit. Yeah, but this new girl, that. Rachel Ziegler, whatever her name is, she's amazing. She's phenomenal. Hmm. That's cool. So I highly, highly suggest watching it. It'll probably come to Disney Plus, I imagine. Um, hmm. But yeah, you got to watch it. It's incredible. No, I definitely will when it comes out on there. Um, yeah, we, uh, my son and I went to Spider-Man, which I'm not going to do any spoilers. Don't worry. Um, it's always fun when you go to the theaters, like I've always liked the theater going experience and what makes it more fun is when the audience like really enjoys it too. Mm-hmm. So like during mm-hmm. that movie, the whole audience was totally into it. And like, there was a lot of cheers by the whole audience. It was just, it's a lot of fun when that kind of shit happens and. It was pretty cool. Earlier in the movie, there was like a bunch of kids fucking talking and shit. And you hear people oh, going, yeah. shh. During shh. the movie? Yeah. During the oh, movie. Oh, God. That would have pissed me off. Yeah. yeah. And then one guy, like, he was like, he was like, shut the fuck up. And he was like, across <laughs> the. And hmm. then the one girl was like, shut up, white boy. And then just got, finally everybody shut up. But, you know. <clears throat> but, yeah. <laughs> Why did you call that kid a white boy? <laughs> I didn't say- all right it was me it was me that was talking i know it was you i know it was me and Rana talking we were you know discussing and had theories you know my uh, audience the audience that i sat with was really quiet you know all six of us so it, it wasn't yeah this is the crowdest i've seen in theater since like the pandemic and all that i was yeah. like i was like nice yes this is it we're back but it's just yeah, I'm, I'm the opposite me and kelly went i'm sorry me and my sister went and saw house on haunted hill when it first came out mm-hmm. and we were the only two in the theater so I love yeah. it when I'm when yeah, it's a small I, audience. No, I, don't I think that's awesome too. I like that too. Um, like when we, when we saw Ghostbusters a few weeks ago, it wasn't as crowded. But then again, the movie had been out already for a few weeks. Mm. Um, this was opening weekend for Spider Man. Um, but I remember <laughs> normally, like first of all, where do you like to sit in the theater? Back, all the way in the back, right? Well, it, de- it depends on the theater. If it's okay. an old school theater, I kind of like to sit in the middle of the house. But if it's the new kinds of theater where there is no bad seat, where the people in front of you are yeah. so low, you can see yeah, the yeah. back. Not the back row, but the, maybe the second the back row. Yeah, we go to this good theater here. It's only been up for a few years. And 
uh, past two movies we've gone, we've gone to the IMAX one, and um, <clears throat> it's just like you said, everybody's too low to ever be in your way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the seats are like these leather recliners and shit. Yeah. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. electric and, and all that. And it's, it's a nice theater. Um, but I always prefer all the way to the back. But yeah. mm-hmm. I remember one time, and I know I've told you this story before, years, over 10 years ago, me and my sister decided to go see a movie like in the middle of a day, like on a Tuesday or some shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember what movie it was, but we went to go see it. And uh, we were like the only people in the theater. We're like, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. So we like sat like in the middle because I don't know why, but we sat in the middle of the theater. And then just before it's about to start, two other people walk in. We're like, fuck, <clears throat> whatever. There's play. And where do you think they sit? Right in front right of Right fucking behind us. Oh, behind Right you. behind us. Hmm. There's the whole fucking theater is available. Right. But they sit right, and as soon as they sit down, my sister looks at me like, seriously? The whole theater's open, and they sit right behind us. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, that's weird. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yes, they didn't feel like they'd be, oh, well, I don't want to be alone. Let's sit near them. So it feels like we have more people. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and ours, um, you know, Mabel and Agnes sat down in the front row on the right. <laughs> and then, so know, I don't know Henry if you're talking and, about an old couple or a couple of snakes that you have. <laughs> no, that no, that was an old couple, yeah. And then Henry and, you know, Eartha sat on Did anybody side, so. die during the movie? I don't think so. Um, no, I don't think so. Oh, so Tony didn't die? He lived in the movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> ah, spoiler. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, I, I asked. You know, I asked. I asked somebody if they wanted to go with me, but they just kind of brushed it off. That's okay. Yeah, I had to wash my hair. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah see, you brought it back like Jan. You're like, oh, back I don't to really the show. Go to the movies. Nah, I don't feel like going to the movies. Anyways, I went and saw Spider Man. Like, like, you said you want to <laughs> yeah, go to the I don't go to the movies. That's stupid. So we saw <laughs> Spider Man the other night, last night. <laughs> All right, so we kind of got off track there, but yes. um. So this is about getting your own room. Um, it is. Have you ever had to share a room growing up at all? Yeah, I, I originally had four brothers, three sisters. Um, you originally did. What do you have now? Oh, I'm I have sorry. three brothers, three sisters. <laughs> it's just. A- <laughs> 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 uh, I'm such a dick. Uh, did you like? Is he at the mall? Like, did you leave without him? Um, <laughs> no, I had to share a room with three out of my four brothers. Damn. So I got my own room when um, my brother Steve got married. So that was about when I was in second grade. So hold up. He lived at home until the day he got married? Yeah. Well, no. That's, he was in the Air Force for a while. And then he came yeah. back to Florida. He was trying to start up like a drywall business. And he lived with us oh, until gotcha. he got married and moved out. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I never had to share a room with anybody. So, well, I mean, <laughs> you and I shared a room once for a short time. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, we do. But other than that, like, because well, we never only... really shared a room, though. Well, because you had your kinda, own room. I don't know. I know there was two beds in that room. Um, no, you had the room under the stairs. And I had the I room eventually room. moved into there. Oh, you're talking about originally? When we well, first moved in? When we first moved in, we shared a room. And then finally, I originally, then I moved out and moved into the room uh, under the stairs. Um, God, like Harry that. Potter and shit. No. <laughs> that was a nice um, room. You were was. by the haunted basement. <laughs> basement wasn't haunted. <laughs> just had Jimmy. a body. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm I'm the only brother. You know, I got four sisters, so I never had to share a room with anyone. That's so. true. It'd be kind of creepy if you you know were older and yeah. you shared a room with your sister. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, so let's take our first break, and when we come back, we're going to get into this. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back. Perfect. All right. Well, I have been Jimmy. And I've been Tack. And this has been a very pretty podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. Woo. Well, that was fun. That was. That was another great show. Of course. Is that the phone ringing? Yeah. Is that a thing? Like, I didn't know people could call in. (laughs) I don't know. Hello? Is this a very Brady podcast? Um, yes. Is this Santa? <laughs> yes, it is. And I need you boys to help this Christmas. My elves just can't think of any fun gifts for all the boys and girls. Well, Santa, have you heard of fun.com? Well, I can't say that I have. Is that on that new interweb that all the kids are into nowadays? Can this help me and my elves save Christmas? Of course. It's easy, Santa. Just go click on the link in our show notes to get 20% off your entire order. Yeah. And when you see the Retro Network's 20% off banner, then just pick out what you want. It is so easy. Okay. I think my elves can help me with that part. But do they have things that the kids will enjoy? Well, I mean, they have things like ugly Christmas sweaters. But not just any ugly Christmas sweaters. Sweaters from things like A Christmas Story, Caddyshack, The Matrix, and Jimmy's favorite, Christmas Vacation. (laughs) Yeah, and a lot more. Or accessories like Mandalorian sneakers, Cobra Kai socks, and Looney Tune backpacks. Oh, I do love that Cobra Kai. I mean, Mrs. Claus loves that Cobra Kai. And I do need some new sneakers. You know what I like? The Care Bear throw pillows and Power Rangers tiki mugs. And I got my dog a Batman dog bed. (laughs) Oh, neat. I think this will do nicely. Wow, you two have been good boys this year. And it turns out you're very good at being Santa's helpers. Not only can I get my presents for all the boys and girls, but I can also finish my shopping for Mrs. Claus. She's difficult to buy for, you know. Well, look at that. Maybe I'll get her some candy cane stockings and one of those sexy reindeer costumes from Fun.com. Ooh la la. Santa. Fun.com. Beat the holiday rush and start saving now at your one-stop shop for holiday cheer. We are back. Yes. All right. So we got the Brady Bunch, season four, episode 23. Until- I like how we always specify that it's the Brady Bunch. Like, <laughs> <In case you're- laughs> after four seasons, I think they, you know, it's obvious. But anyways, <laughs> I just think it's funny. So we have Gilligan's Island, season four today. <laughs> no. the Brady Bunch, season four, episode 23, entitled A Room at the Top. And sadly, this is the season finale, Jimmy. 
That is, yeah. All right. So facts about the episode. The first aired on March 23rd, 1973, mm-hmm. written by William Rayner and Miles Wilder and directed by Lloyd J. Schwartz, nice. which is Sherwood Schwartz's son. He is. He's the little cool. wee one. <laughs> he, he did a lot of producing and directing of the shows yeah, back then. He's done a crap kind of makes me think. Because he wasn't that old. Like, I mean, he must have been what, in his early 20s when he like, Something like that. It would be interesting to talk to him and ask him. It would be. But that kind that of stuff never happens to us. <laughs> All right. According to IMDb, when Bobby turns on the TV, the program's theme music is the same as season three's Mule Train Down the Grand Canyon. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> and according to Barry Williams, he stated during the filming of the, this episode, when he and Marie McCormick are sitting on the bed, they couldn't keep their hands off each other. Ooh, la, well, it was la, a small bed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which caused many breaks during the filming of this scene because they couldn't control themselves. Jeez. This is later recreated in the TV movie Growing Up Brady. What is that? Growing Up Brady. It's a documentary that, that oh, okay. Barry Williams did, basically. This is TV movie. Uh, Growing Up Brady was a documentary, I thought, because that's where it came out that he did that one scene high. Mm. That's also where they revealed what happened to the um, the Tiki statue. Mm. because it's cool because they were talking about it and he found it in a box in the growing up Brady <laughs> in that like the documentary thing so he opened up <laughs> a box and he's like holy shit this is the old Tiki like, so. <laughs> and lastly uh, Greg and Marsha would share a room again in a very Brady sequel is it a very Brady sequel or is it a very Brady movie because I thought the very one. Brady sequel is when they go to Hawaii well, the movie is called a very Brady sequel. Is it? Okay. Well, the original movies is it's the Brady Bunch movie. And then mm. the sequel to the Brady Bunch movie is a very Brady sequel. Yeah. Okay. Um, why does it say share room again? They never shared a room before. Or not in this That's episode. That's true, yeah. Anyway. Uh-huh. anyway. All right. So you ready to get started? I am ready. All right. So we fade in. Yes. Scene one. Our story opens up with Greg out in the backyard when his old high school buddy, Hank, rolls up in a tiny convertible car. What kind of car was that, Jimmy? I didn't even see a car. I was sitting there looking at going, car? What are you talking about? I didn't see a car. Yeah. Oh. I don't know what kind it was, but hmm. anyway. Probably a um, Fiat. Apparently they had access to him. <laughs> uh, they greet each other and then head inside through the sliding glass door. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Hank is straight up wearing a Christmas sweater. <laughs> he I was. was kinda, yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, what? Is it a Christmas sweater? It, it had snowflakes on it. Like, And then also, um, <laughs> holy afro. Talking about Greg's hair. Yeah, it's getting thick. It is, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was going to bust out with a Jackson 5 song. His <laughs> hair's so getting thick. Yeah, I thought he was going to pull out a bass guitar and be like, you know what I mean? But <laughs> scene two. As they enter into the family room, Greg asks Hank, what were you doing back at the high school today? Hank says, it was a college semester day. I figured I'll drop by and see how some of my old buddies were getting along. They both sit down and get comfortable when Greg asks, so what's it like in college? Hank says, out of sight. Mm. Greg gets a huge smile on his face and says, yeah, really different. Hank says, like night and day. Greg smiles and says, good, good. That's what I like about them high school girls, man. <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting older and they all stay. <laughs> yeah. 
Just then, Bobby runs into the room and pushes a chair between them to get to the TV. All the while, he's honking them to move. Beep, 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 beep. I just did Morse code, too, by the way. They what did you say? Oh, they can <laughs> decipher that. Listeners, decipher that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they both move out of his way. He sits in front of the TV and says, thank you. Greg looks at Bobby and says, Bobby, we're having a talk. Bobby, without looking up at the TV, says, it's okay. You won't bother me. Hmm. Greg rolls his eyes and says, well, it'll bother me. Go watch TV someplace else, huh? Bobby stands his ground and says, Greg, this room is for all of us. That's why they call it a family room. <laughs> Except for Alice. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby looks up at Greg and says, get it. Greg, now frustrated, says, hey, let's go to my room, Hank. No, he didn't say that. Um, <laughs> maybe we can get some privacy up there. Yeah, that does sound kind of. Anyways. And they both head out of the room. All right. <laughs> yeah, right. That that sounded very homoerotic. You know, but whatever. Um, so There's what a makes some of those spots? What's that? There's like an, at least one more later. <laughs> <laughs> so what makes him think that he'll get privacy up there where he shares it with his two brothers? <laughs> right. Also, uh, a few epi- a few episodes ago, didn't they have a TV in their room? I know I there's like I made a, little, a comment about it. There's a little portable TV that they that gets moved around. I don't know where it is right now. But yeah. yeah. Hmm. Seems like it'd be more comfortable to like lay in your bed and watch TV than to sit downstairs in a chair. Hmm. But whatever. Good point. But then again, that's the family room, Jimmy. It's yeah. true. Well, I don't, I don't know. They say Alice's family, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Scene three. Yes. As they walk in the boys' room, <laughs> Greg says, Hey, Hank, why don't you tell me about the girls in college? <laughs> Hank and takes goes a slowly seat. and then he pulls it out. No. <laughs> Hank takes a seat in a chair that this podcast, <laughs> this is one of the weird things. <laughs> Hank takes a seat in a chair that this podcaster has never seen before. Are you serious? Like, is that chair always there? It's been there. Yeah, it's been there for a while now. Because I remember thinking in my head, like, that's such a dumb place for a chair. I had the same thought about the one in the hallway. It's like, nobody, <laughs> that's just to like pile his shit on. When he doesn't feel like you're cleaning up his room. Oh, like, gotcha. We all have one of those spots in our room yeah. <laughs> where you just pile clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> anyway, so Hank sits there. <laughs> um, and Hank goes on. He says, <clears throat> oh, they're a whole different animal. <laughs> and I do mean animal. Oh, shit. And he goes. Greg <laughs> smiles and says, yeah, sounds like a real zoo. <laughs> Hank says, <laughs> That's such a weird way to talk about like hot girls. Yeah. yeah. I bet they're like <laughs> fucking pigs and horses and shit. Like, what? Are they like pigs? Are they tell me they're like pigs? Are they pigs? They like pigs. Nah, I bet they're kangaroo. Are they kangaroo? They're sexy like, a, like, a, like an ostrich or a flamingo or some shit like that. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, man? It's a, a zoo? Okay. <laughs> Hank says, It's something else. They're sophisticated. They're like real women, not like the kids back in high school. They're like, you know, like a year older. (laughs) Greg, while listening to Hank tell the tales of college life, he picks up some toys and clothes off the floor around the room and puts them away (laughs) and says, I think I got the picture. Just then, Peter walks into the room reading a comic book as Greg tosses him his robe that he just picked up off the floor. Greg sees him and immediately tells him, hey, hang that up. Peter ignores him and sits on the top bunk and continues reading. Greg says, Pete. This is a private conversation. 
Peter pipes up and asks about girls. <laughs> Greg laughs and says, could you go read someplace else? Peter says, sure, I could, but I'd rather stay and listen and learn. <laughs> Greg, now getting serious with his younger brother, says in a harsher tone, Pete, I'd like a little privacy. Peter asks, why should I leave my own room? You want privacy? Go in the garage. Oh, damn. <laughs> Hank finally stands up and says, Greg, why don't you come over to my apartment? We could have all the privacy we want there. And That's where doobies. my bed is. <laughs> Greg smiles and says, yeah, good idea, Hank. You're going to wear them pants? <laughs> Not for long. That's the kind of shit Greg was saying. <laughs> As they're walking out of the room, Peter pipes up and says, have a nice time. And he like shoots a wink over at Greg. <laughs> Greg stops, looks at him, and then says to him, why don't you pick up your robe? And then they walk out. Peter just looks down at his fallen robe on the floor, shakes it off, and goes back to reading. Hmm. Hmm. So where the fuck did that surfboard come from? I'm just going to plop that in there and act like that shit's been there the whole time? <laughs> I get this guy coming over. He's in college. I got to make it look cool in here. So let me pick up all my toddler golf toys. <laughs> I mean, I know he's always had a surfboard, but why would he go through the trouble of carrying it up a flight of stairs <laughs> and no. into his room when it's probably got, I know it has wax on it. It's probably got mm-hmm. sand like embedded in the wax. Yeah, just keep it in the garage. Like you're like both of us have owned surfboards before. Yeah. We worked at a surf shop. We owned surf. How many times have you brought that in your house and upstairs? Well, I've <laughs> lived in apartments. So a lot, <laughs> I didn't always have a garage. Right. But when you had a house, like if you would have owned a house, no, would, yeah, you keep would, it in the garage. You have brought yeah. the surfboard in the house. No, no. Yeah, exactly. No. <clears throat> mm. Um, and another thing is, I guess Bobby really does play with that toddler golf set. <laughs> Holy shit. I saw it. I was like, was somebody playing with that? Like, We were questioning that since season one, and he had him out and was playing with him and shit, apparently with <laughs> Peter's robe, whatever. Um, <laughs> and also, I still think that Greg and Hank are going to do drugs and then hump. So, <laughs> then hump. Yeah, they're going to do ecstasy and hump. Ecstasy. <laughs> I don't think they had ecstasy back then. I oh, think no. they Didn't they call them quaaludes like, back then? <laughs> they do angel dust. Or angel something. dust, yeah. <laughs> quaalude just sounds like it sounds like, like something you'd see in outer space. <laughs> My God, we're being attacked by the quaaludes. Is that a star? No, it turned out it's a quaalude. Whoa. Like. <laughs> All right, scene four is for you, know Jimmy. I was just just getting warmed up for you, Jimmy. Scene four. Take it away. Scene four. As Greg and Hank walk downstairs, Greg says, a whole apartment to yourself. That's really something. (laughs) Ah, You feel the energy going? Yeah. (laughs) The BDE, if you catch what I'm saying. You. Uh, Hank says, that's one of the great things about going to college. You're on your own. You can have friends over whenever you want. Come and go whenever you want. If you know what I mean. I think you do. <laughs> Nobody around to bug you. <laughs> you can come and go. What? <clears throat> Greg thinks for a second and says, yeah, I can't wait for that. At the bottom of the stairs, Hank stops and says, hey, I got an idea. I'm looking for a guy to share expenses with. 
Greg confirms. <laughs> Greg confirms what he's saying and asks, you mean me? Move in with you? Hmm. Hank says, sure, if you're interested. Greg says, am I? <laughs> Hank pauses and asks, uh, no, are you? <laughs> no, Hank says, you think your mom and dad will let you? <laughs> I thought this was such, a, <laughs> such an insult. Yeah, talking about yeah, we're gonna be homies and we're gonna be you know partying all the time. You, you think your parents will let you? You want know screw you, man. Um, Greg, being completely delusional, says, "I don't know why not. Only one more term, and I'll be going to college and moving on anyways. I'm sure I can convince him." Hank says, "Great." Just then, Bobby runs between them again to go up the stairs as he yells, "Beep beep beep!" Greg looks completely frustrated, says. You got yourself a roommate, Hank. I'm moving out. Hmm. Hank and Greg both smile. <laughs> oh, yeah. So my first note is, does Greg even have a job? Yeah. <laughs> I know to that later, yeah. too. Like, how's he going to pay for this? <clears throat> exactly. Like, how is he going to, quote, unquote, share expenses unless he expects Mike to just, here's an allowance to go live on your own. <laughs> like, that doesn't yeah. even make sense. Like, plus, <laughs> If he lives in an apartment, it's probably one, like a dorm or an apartment set up for a college. They're not going to let some high school kid live there. You probably have to be enrolled in college. Well, he said he lives in an apartment, not the dorm. So he lives in an apartment. That's true. But they also made it sound like, yeah, you get one of these when you sign up for college. No, that's not. <laughs> it's not an apartment. It's a dorm. That's not a college. That's not a. All right. Scene five. Up in the attic where it was once described to be only four inches tall by Mike. Yeah. We see Alice and Carol doing a bit of spring cleaning. And they are short. They have to be <laughs> yeah. like three inches tall, man, because they ain't even touching the ceiling. They're probably more like two. Seriously, yeah. Alice, finally allowed to be out of uniform, is wearing jeans, a green sweatshirt, Holy and shit, a red she bandana. I didn't head. even realize that. <laughs> yeah. She holds a bent tennis racket and says, I've heard of warped tennis rackets, but this is ridiculous. Wah, 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 wah. Carol chuckles and says, I think that had better go in the junk pile, Alice. I don't think it's going to get very much at the charity bazaar. Alice says, the bazaar is really going to clean out this attic. Carol says, well, I think we should just make a clean sweep. Either it goes to the bazaar or the junkyard. There you go. Just then we hear Mike's voice yelling out for Carol as per usual. <laughs> Carol! <laughs> Carol says, we're up here, honey. Mike, having just got home from a long day's work, walks upstairs and pops out from between the legs of some hanging jeans and says, holy shit, I thought this was like four inches tall up here. <laughs> what the fuck? That's awesome. No, no, he says, he says, what are you doing? Carol laughs and says, we're getting things together for that sale I told you about. Mike says, oh, what are you going to get rid of? Carol <laughs> says, everything. If it isn't nailed down, it goes. Mike looks around at all, the, all of his memories and says, oh, and then he picks up a few things, chuckles and puts them down. He spots an old voter's hat and a cane and says, oh, you remember these from an old costume party? Carol laughs and says, oh, yeah. Chuck it. It's trash. No. <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> Mike like, puts the voters. Carol's like, fuck costume parties. It's like, what? <laughs> all that shit we just went through? What? <laughs> 
<laughs> Mike puts the voter's hat on his head, swings the cane around, and sings a song. I don't know what the song was, but I wrote the lyrics uh-huh. down. I can't even recreate the tune because it was I like I can't even remember what the tune sounded like. Me, this is like every little breeze seems to whisper, Louise. Birds in the trees seem to twitter, Louise. Oh, 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 I love you. I don't know. <laughs> People got to write in and be like, seriously, guys, you've never heard of that. <laughs> Carol laughs and walks up and gives him a hug. She says, Oh, that is great, Mike. She looks at it and says, I didn't know Humphrey Bogart could sing. <laughs> I don't get it. I think because he sounded like Humphrey Bogart, but I guess. Mike, now deflated by his wife's <clears throat> joke, simply says, Thank you. Mike then looks around the attic and asks, Are you really going to get rid of all these memories? Carol says, no, the memories will keep. It's just the junk we're going to get rid of. Could you change your clothes and give us a hand? Alice says, yeah, lazy. It's not like you were worked all day or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Now Mike says, okay, but my heart ain't in it. Alice says, it ain't your heart we need, Mr. Brady. It's your muscles. Mike laughs and says, okay, back in a flash. Hmm. Mike's all like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yay can't resist. all right um there'll be more of that next season oh yeah so i put on here wow the attic got huge since the ghost left <laughs> it like quadrupled in size um i still don't understand how carol got so much shit in that attic in just four years you know, I was going to say the same thing. Like, they act like they've been living there for like 25 years. You know, all that, these memories. Yeah. <laughs> that means like that Carol purposely had Mike pay to move all that shit up to the attic. Yeah. So. It's not like we saw shit that used to sit around the house. Right, right. shit's been up there. I mean, yeah, I got you. There's probably shit from their old, each of their own houses and mm-hmm. stuff. But but they were looking around and like, hey, remember this? You remember, like, it's their collective yeah. memories. But how much collective memories can they have up there? Exactly. They've only been together four years, you know? Right. I mean, I can say a few things here and there, but I don't know. And then, like, Carol's in charge of it? Like, throwing all that shit? Out? Like, no, yeah. fuck it. I got, like, boxes of, like, the boys' shit when they were, like, toddlers. <laughs> like, you can throw that shit away. You can do like, whatever you want with your girl's shit. But That's all the stuff that belonged to my wife. Is <laughs> <laughs> she alive? <laughs> fuck it. It's going. God. Well, let's ask Damn, her. Carol. If you don't want me to throw this away, I guess she's not. I didn't see the shit nailed down. Damn. <laughs> I'm sensitive. Um... I've never had to spell. I never had to spell tennis racket before. Oh. I would have <laughs> spelled no it like R A C K E T. That's how racket. I thought it was spelled. Yeah, and then I, then I was like, and then I find out that it's R A C Q E Q U E T. I just assumed it was R A C K E T, but that's, yeah, that's, that's not what it. I, so I learned something here today. There you go. And so I wonder too. if so there are listeners. R A C K E T. I wonder if that's a different sport, or if it's like a lot of noise. Yeah, there's a lot of noise, I think. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Anyway. Scene six. Down in the master bedroom, we see Greg pop in and ask, Dad, can I see you for a minute? Mike says, sure. And he invites him in. Greg walks over and Mike has changed into his attic work outfit and is hanging <laughs> up the suit he had just taken off. He says, what's up? Greg begins, you know Hank Carter, don't you? Mike says he does. Greg goes on. You think he's a nice guy. Mike says, very nice. As Mike hangs his suit in the closet, Greg says, Hank started college this year. Mike says, oh, did he? 
Greg guides. You know his parents, Mr. and Mrs. Carter. Don't you think they're nice people too? Mike, whose bullshit detector is starting to give him some warning signs, but he presses on and says, very nice indeed. Greg rubs his hands together and says, well, I've got a terrific opportunity with a nice guy like Hank, who has such nice parents. Mike says, oh, yeah. What opportunity is that? Greg says, like you once told me, always take advantage of a good opportunity. Mike, who's getting a little frustrated with this, asks, what opportunity? Greg says, well, Hank's got his own apartment and he's looking for someone to share expenses and it's only going to cost me half of the food and half of the rent. Mike quickly stops him there and says, I'm sorry, Greg. The answer is no. Greg says, Dad, I haven't even asked a question yet. Mike says, yeah, well, I heard you coming through loud and clear. Mike walks off towards his closet again as Greg chases after him. Greg says, Dad, I'll probably be moving out next year when I go to college anyways. I'll already have a place to stay. Mike says, yeah, but that's next year. Greg says, I really need the privacy. A guy my age needs a room of his own. I got Peter and Bobby in my hair all the time when I'm trying to jerk. No. <laughs> Mike, being empathetic, says, Greg, I understand what you're saying, and I agree with you. Believe me, I do. But the point is that Hank didn't move away from home until he was in college. Let's wait until you go away to college. Greg says, Dad, living in there with Peter and Bobby is like a jail sentence. Mike chuckles and says, well, you could look at it from the bright side. In a few short months, you'll be paroled for good behavior. <laughs> he mm. laughs and Greg is not pleased. <laughs> so, I mean, I was going to comment again. How's he going to afford it and have a job? But <laughs> they keep mentioning several times in this episode, I'm probably going to go away to college anyway. Probably. <clears throat> Does he not know? I mean, he's got like, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. This is a senior year, isn't it? This is a senior year, but I'm assuming this is next year. So I'm guessing this is probably like, I don't know, like September, October, you know, getting ready to finish up the first semester of a senior right. year. Like, and he still doesn't know if he's going to college yet. Unless this is coming to the end where it's coming into summertime and he's actually a junior going into a senior year. Because then it would be after a senior year, same year after a but senior it still year. Wouldn't be, oh, I guess maybe. maybe. I don't know. Hmm. But I put down, I don't think you're allowed to move out before you're 18 anyways, are you? Like, you can't sign a lease um, or anything or get any bills in your name if you're not 18. No, but, I mean, if he's just going to move in with him and, like, not sign, sign a lease yeah, kind maybe. of a thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they could probably just work it, but. Work uh, it. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Right, scene seven. Back up in the attic, Mike has now taken full control of the situation. The entire family is now helping out. He orders out, now everything that goes to the charity bazaar goes into the station wagon, and everything else gets thrown out. Carol orders out, okay, troops, move it on out. Cindy and Bobby yell out, ta-da-da-da-da-da, charge! And the kids walk out, single file, down the stairs, each carrying an item. Jan stays behind and holds up a dress and asks, wow, whose was this? Carol says, it's mine. Jan's surprised at first. And asks, yours? You must have really been a chubby. Carol wow. laughs and says, I was. 
I was eight months pregnant with you, dick. Feel like shit <laughs> now? Jan laughs and picks up a large box. Carol assists her towards the stairs and says, hey, Jan, be careful going down the stairs, okay? <laughs> you know, accidents could happen, huh? It's hard for you to see. Kind of like being chubby, right? Dang. I couldn't believe that when she said that. I was like, surprised too that she said like, that. <clears throat> After Jan leaves, she walks over to Alice, who is holding up long underwear. She asks, now where did you get these? Carol <laughs>, laughs and says, oh, I think they're Mr. Brady's. Mike looks up and says, oh, I used those several years ago on that construction job up in Maine. Alice holds them up to reveal a couple large holes in them and says, oh, I think they can go. The moss seemed to have opened up two or three extra trap doors. <laughs> Mike looks over and says, huh? Oh, yeah, moths. Weird. Carol asks, wasn't that the trip where you got snowed in with those two fellows for three nights? <laughs> yeah. No. Sorry. Alice heads downstairs with the box to throw away. Mike, while holding two large rubber ducks for some reason, <laughs> asks Marsha to hold them while Greg assists him in moving a trunk. As they walk out with it, Carol adds a few more things for their load, including a lampshade for Mike's head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Silly. Carol walks over to Marsha, who is just standing and looking around. She says, Marsha, honey, you got to stop daydreaming. We've got a lot of work to do. Marsha says, Mom, I was thinking. Once the attic gets cleaned out, it would make a great extra room. Carol looks around and says, yeah, I guess it would. Okay, I'm going to stop there for a second. What was their whole plan? What do you mean? Like, like first of all, they clean out the fucking entire attic where there's nothing right. in there. Completely clean it out. They didn't have any ideas what they could do with this. If this this is so big, it could be like an apartment. You know, you know Carol's plan. Carol was like, you know, Mike. Since we have all that room in the attic, we could get more furniture and save this for when Greg moves out on his own. You know, he, she was planning some <laughs> shit like that. You know, she was. <laughs> you think she was planning something for Greg? Really? No, I think she wanted to get new furniture. She's looking for an excuse. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. That sounds more like Carol. Or they have this church bazaar coming up. She wanted to buy a bunch of shit and put it in the attic. That she, a bunch of shit she didn't need. <laughs> she buys more shit than they sell. That would have been funnier at the end to move all the shit up to the <laughs> attic. There's more shit than we had. I think it's funny that like through this entire episode, nobody was like, you don't maybe think that Alice wants more room? Like, you don't think maybe she wants a room that's not right off the kitchen? That maybe she can go up and actually relax and not hear us like... <laughs> exactly oh my god Alice should have been like or you know I can take it and turn she's it into like, like a small apartment up there she's like the <laughs> oldest person in the house in the house she could you know that's like a like a like a mother-in-law quarters like she could move up there but move. and Greg points out later because I'm older <laughs> I was like not as old as me dick <laughs> yeah. I mean that's a perfect idea like because yeah, right? it was huge like, especially when they were pointing out later where they're like where Marsha was like, I'm going to put my bed over here. And then Greg's like, no, I want to put my Like, that could be a living room over here, a bedroom over there, a bathroom, yeah. and maybe a little kitchenette over there. You know, that's Or like- you could even, like, I got, <laughs> I'm getting plans for their house now in my head. Like, you could <laughs> easily have Mike's den move up there. That way Mike is by himself. And yeah. it's one more flight of stairs to keep Carol's ass out of his room while he's trying to work. <laughs> Take the den and make it the family room. Right. And then Alice could have the family room as her like living room, and then she would still have her bedroom off the kitchen. 
It'd be like her entire apartment over there. I think she should just have the attic. That can turn that yeah. into a whole like apartment up there. And she'd have privacy and mm-hmm. Mike's an architect. He could get plumbing done. Yeah. She's like, I'm off the clock and she walks upstairs, locks the door, and fucking don't bug me till fucking seven AM. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, sorry, we need to have a time attention. machine. We do. And go back and tell Alice, listen, listen, you need <laughs> you to deserve that. In a couple of episodes, they're going to, Marsha and Greg are going to fight over that. You need to get your ass up there. <laughs> <laughs> These are temporary, ha- temporary house people. You're permanent here. You're here till yeah. you die. You're going to be here so. after they leave. <laughs> You're going to be like, the only one left is going to be Cindy, and you're still doing all this shit. And, you, yeah. and you're going to question, like, do I really still need to be here? Like, Wouldn't it have been fucked Cindy up? Cindy is like 18 now. <laughs> How fucked up would it have been if this was in Alice's head the whole time? She's like, yes, yes, I got Carol, I got Mrs. Brady to clean out the attic. Now my plan's in place. Now I'm in at. Wait, what do you mean Marsha's going up there to the attic? What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> this was the whole reason I wind you to clean it out. Yeah. She just hadn't asked you. That would have been fucked up. <laughs> anyway, we got off tangent again. Sorry, tangent. So Carol, you know, she's like, "Hey, wouldn't this be a great extra room?" You know, Marcia says, and Carol looks around and goes, yeah, "I guess it would." Like she had no plans, but anyway, <laughs> Marcia asks, "Could I use it? I really want a room of my own." Carol laughs at her daughter and says, "Oh, Marcia, the walls aren't finished, the floors are a mess." Marcia cuts her off and says, "Well, I could put posters up on the wall and a big rug that we used to have in the den." Carol thinks for a second and says, oh, honey. Marsha pushes more. Oh, please, mom. When a girl gets to be my age, she really needs a room of her own. Carol says, but wouldn't you feel all alone up here by yourself? Marsha lights up and says, but that's the whole point. I'd have privacy. Please, mom, can I? Carol puts her arm around her and says, well, if that's what you really want. Marcia says, oh, great. Thanks, Mom. And then they hug. Aww. Aww. Yeah, my first note is a chubby. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> damn. Um, and I put, again, why is all that shit in the attic? They've only been there a short amount of time. Um, mm. That was from Jan as a baby. You know what I mean? That, yeah. that outfit was when she was pregnant with Jan. What the hell is it doing in this house? Like once at, again, it's boxes from the old places. Right. So. But at some point she had to have been like, wait a minute, Mike, whoa, 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 Mike, don't throw that away. What is it? It's my my pregnancy clothes from when I was pregnant with Jan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's going in my attic, apparently. <laughs> um but also what an awkward way for Greg and Mike to carry that. <laughs> yeah. Like Greg was I mean, backwards it, and he had his hands behind his back trying to lift it. But yeah, it didn't seem like it would have been that heavy anyway. Like one person uh-huh. probably could have carried Mike that. Mike probably could have carried it by himself. It would have been awkward yeah. going down the stairs like that. Yeah. But if it's just garbage, just like slide down the stairs. Like who gives a shit? Well, just it might have been it. going to the bazaar. <clears throat> oh, that's true. Um, yeah. But also, I didn't realize this was solely Carol's decision. So that's interesting. Carol can just <laughs> apparently make decisions on where people live. That's that's I didn't know yeah. that. That's cool. Yeah, I was surprised by that, too. I was like, you don't think you need to talk to Mike about this? I mean, yeah, right. not that because he's the man, but just like it should be like a decision. Well, I would have expected Carol to get confused and then say, Mike, do something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm having way too much fun with this thing. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Season five is going to be fun. You guys wait. <laughs> Scene eight. 
Meanwhile, downstairs, Greg and Mike are loading the top of the old wagon with charity stuffs. Seems <laughs> like they're also having a similar conversation. Greg says, now that it's empty, I think it'd make a good room for me. Look, I'd still be at home and on my own, too. Mike thinks for a second and says, huh, that's not a bad idea. Greg hops down off the roof and says, yeah, Peter and Bobby would have more room, too. It'd be great for all of us. Mike says, right. Greg smiles and asks, so I can have the attic? Mike says, I don't see any reason why not. He then slaps his almost grown son on the shoulder. Greg says, thanks, Dad. This is going to work out great. Just then Peter and Bobby come walking out to the car with boxes as Peter pipes up and asks, what's going to work out great? Greg says, oh, hey, listen, I got something to tell you. Um, <laughs> Bobby asks what? Greg goes on. Um, first, you better put down the boxes. Peter hmm. and Bobby set the boxes down on the ground. Greg gets ready to break the news and starts off by saying, First, I wanted you to know that this is nothing personal. No. <laughs> That's so stupid. Um, first, I want you to know that this is nothing personal. We've always been great pals, and I want it to stay that way. Bobby asks, what do you want to tell us? Peter and Bobby now grow more concerned about what their older and much wiser brother is about to tell them. Peter very concernedly asks, what is it? <laughs> Greg takes a deep breath and says, well, I'm going to be moving out of our room up to the attic. Peter and Bobby slowly turn to look at each other and then jump up and down screaming as if they were teenage girls at a BTS concert. What's BTS? Like, Behind the scenes? No, BTS is a K-pop group. Boy, I just wanted to expose everybody that you know who that was. <laughs> Greg <laughs> seems confused by their reaction. Mike has <laughs> Mike has a look of zero surprise. Peter and Bobby <laughs> then run off, leaving Greg feeling like a heap of garbage. Mike <laughs> encouragingly says, they're really broken up about that. And then tickles his grown-ass son's belly and runs off. And Greg just fucking giggles. <laughs> I thought that was so yep, He's ready to be on Wow. I feel like that might have been like an ad lib, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But also, I, I didn't realize this was solely Mike's decision. Huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See what I did there? Because I did it in the last thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You just opened your mouth and out it came. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Scene nine. Later, up in the attic, Marsha, Jan, and Cindy help Marsha move in and bring some boxes up the stairs. Marsha says, wow, isn't this going to be great? Jan says with no enthusiasm, terrific. <laughs> Cindy with equal enthusiasm, marvelous. Marsha with her head in the clouds says, well, isn't it exciting? <laughs> Jan with much sarcasm says, Marsha, hooray. Marsha, picking up on sarcasm, asks, Jan, what's wrong with you? Jan starts to say, but Cindy interrupts and says, I'll tell you. We'll miss you. Jan says, I'll give you my half of the closet if you won't move out. Marsha says, look, I'm going to miss you too, but I'm only one flight up. You can come up anytime you want. 
Jan asks, you mean you won't mind? Marsha <laughs> says, of course not. I'm not trying to get rid of you. Cindy then what puts the fuck are you moving out for? <laughs> Cindy puts her arms around her sisters and says, if we come up here all the time, it'll be like three of us moved into the attic. Her and Jan smile. Mm-hmm. Well, Marsha, on the other hand, doesn't seem too thrilled with the idea. <laughs> that she should have closed her mouth. <laughs> That's what you get. You flat out said you're trying to get away from your sisters. Why <laughs> the poor girls. So just to note, Marsha had her stuff up there first. Yeah. So first come, first serve, I say. Mm. And they just got served. So well, we'll, we'll get into the debate later. Okay. Scene 10. Meanwhile, the boys are now moving Greg's things up to the attic. As Peter and Bobby are carrying a trunk up the stairs, they ask where they should put it. Greg says, just drop it there. So they literally drop the trunk on the floor. (laughs) Greg says, I didn't mean drop it. I meant set it down. Peter pipes up and says, you said drop it. He turns to Bobby. Isn't that what he said? Bobby says, that's what he said. Hmm. Greg rolls his eyes. Bobby asks, Greg, can we go now? We've got a lot of our own stuff to move to, you know. Greg says, okay, go ahead. You know, because Greg's the boss. (laughs) As they head towards the stairs, Greg spots the boxes the girls had just dropped off. Greg says, hey, wait a minute, you guys. I thought you said the whole attic was cleaned out. Peter says it was. Greg asks, then how did this stuff get in here? Bobby shrugs his shoulders and says, search me. Peter and Bobby then head downstairs, leaving Greg confused. He heads downstairs behind them, and then they all go into the boys' room and shut the door. (laughs) So wouldn't Marsha have heard them drop that from down in the room? I mean, the girls' room isn't right below the attic, but it kind of is. I mean, the room opens up above the girls' room. They would have heard something go boom. You would think Marsha would be like, who the fuck is moving something into my room? I think that's... Wouldn't that be like above the kitchen or the kitchen's downstairs? I know. Wouldn't the attic be like right above the kitchen? Well, I mean, if you remember the the hallway, the entrance to the attic is right adjacent from the girl's room. Mm -hmm. So let me think if you go up this and then the attic is perfect. I forgot there's that turn when you go upstairs. So fuck. How does this work? It's so confusing. So I'm thinking it's above the, the, the girl in the boys room. So you go up the stairs, and then you go right to go into the room. Yeah, which is okay, the so, girls' room. Yeah, yeah. So, but then it goes left, for, far left for where they dropped it. So that would still be, where would that be? I don't know. It, this house is an enigma. It is, yeah. <laughs> they found that out when they tried to do the real house. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> right. uh, no, this can't None work. this makes sense. <laughs> um, also a hang ten spotting. Oh yeah, 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 Bobby, right? And yeah. also, I swear, Greg is just is dressed like Jay Leno. He's wearing like <laughs> jeans and a denim shirt. Like, cool. <laughs> I didn't notice. He's gonna start talking like me. <laughs> <laughs> Scene eleven. Next, Marsha heads back up the stairs to the attic with some books in her hand. As she gets to the top, she notices the trunk. She says out loud to herself, "I wonder how that stuff got there." But just then, Greg comes up the stairs behind her, carrying a typewriter and a case. He walks past her and says, hi. (laughs) Marcia says, hi. Hey, what's the typewriter for? Greg, seemingly confused by the question, says, for typing. (laughs) Greg asks Marcia, what's in all those boxes? Marcia says, 
books. Greg nods his head and says, thanks. Come up any night if you want to read them. Marsha laughs and says, it's very large of you to invite me up to my room. Greg confused asks, your room? This is my room. Marsha just laughs and says, quit kidding. Mom promised it to me. Greg says, dad promised it to me. Marsha insists, but this is my room. Mm-hmm. Greg says, that's your opinion. Marsha states, you bet it's my opinion. This is my room. Oh, shit. <laughs> she sits down on the trunk with her arms crossed and says, and I'm not budging. Greg says, well, I say it's my room and I'm not budging. Oh. He angrily crosses his arm and sits down on the trunk beside her. They just sit back to back in anger. Mm. I was expecting to start singing whatever you can do. I can do better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what's the point of, and this is a serious question. What is the point of the bandana on the girl's hair? Because my mom used to do that and she would encourage my sister to do it. My sister would be like, I'm not doing that. That's fucking dumb. (laughs) What's the point? What's the purpose of it? I don't know. I think it's just a way to keep their hair out of their face. And you know what I mean? You mean like a rubber band? Or, because you know, I mean, like Janice, or whatever. Jan and Marsha have had ponytails before. Yeah. But they never put a bandana in their hair. <laughs> so. yeah, I think it was just a style thing back then. Uh, I no. remember my mom doing it too, way yeah. back in the day too. I wonder if people still do that. We should bring that back, but for guys. We should. I think it's more of like hippie chicks do that kind of shit. Huh. So. Is that when they have those things in their care, like the corn husks? <laughs> Sorry, that's from what that's, do they call them corn nuts. That's 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 from uh um uh one crazy summer. Yeah, one crazy summer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so <laughs> so they they couldn't I guess this is too obvious. They couldn't just go to their parents and talk to them. Like Right. <laughs> that's what I thought. Like when dad promised me and mom promised, well, let's go talk to him. Right. They're literally out. downstairs. <laughs> so, <laughs> hmm. All right, so this is where we take our next break. Ooh. So Greg and Marsha were both promised the attic. You mean our last break of the season? Oh. <laughs> Will they both get it? I don't know. They did I'm in the sorry, movie. I'm sorry. Hold on. <clears throat> they both got we'll it. Just, if you know what I'm saying in the movie? <laughs> Will just one of them? Who mm. will it be? I don't know. Well, we'll be back. Did you not watch this? If you haven't checked out a Very Brady Podcast online merch store, you gotta do it. With the holidays coming up, where else can you go? You can pick up a Very Brady Podcast coffee mug for Aunt Sally, or a Very Brady Podcast phone case for Uncle Bob. The merch store has t-shirts, coffee mugs, magnets, stickers, and so much more. There are several different designs and t-shirt colors to choose from. Maybe you want to get a Very Brady Podcast pillow for Grandma. Go online to a Very Brady Podcast store on tpublic.com today. The link is in the show notes of this episode. Go check it out, and as always, have a sunshine day. And 
we are back. Now, you definitely saved the best for last. That was like a full <laughs> twist, like roundhouse with some kind of like like Jean-Claude Van Damme karate kick thing in the middle of it. That was yeah, that was pretty good. You're welcome. And mm-hmm. then I, don't, I couldn't tell if you hurt yourself or if that was like an Irish jig you did at the end, but you did like this kind of like <laughs> shifty, like, like, you know. Like shuffle kind of Irish jig kind of thing. That was kind of neat too. Mm-hmm. That was part of it. I didn't hurt myself. I, I didn't hurt myself. Okay, cool, cool. What what mm-hmm. do you call that? I call it. I call it the. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that was that was a cool move, regardless. So okay, yes. sorry. <laughs> You're like I don't fucking right, know. So- Come on, man. <laughs> We get a fucking one month break after this. Why you got to pull this shit in the last one? <laughs> Don't worry. Next season, I'm going to get you. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So Christmas is coming up, Jimmy. Yep. And I'm getting excited. So I just wanted to bring up, you know, some Christmas traditions that you do. Maybe you did as a kid with your family. Maybe you carried it on to your family or vice versa. There wasn't any or there was one you hated, abandoned, created your own. What you got? Well, I mean, I have a Christmas tradition I started and that's looking at Christmas lights on Christmas Eve. I started doing it. um, I was in my 20s. It was when I when I had my motorcycle. And I would go out every Christmas Eve on my own and start looking at lights. And a couple of times, my nephew Danny went with me on the bike. And then when mm-hmm. I met Megan, me and her started doing it. And I still do it to this day. And it's one that I started that I want to do. And everybody knows, mm-hmm. Megan's family knows, no, no, no. On Christmas Eve, we go out and look at Christmas lights. And um, sometimes we stop and get Slurpees, you know, because it's kind of like snow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember doing that um, that short stint where I lived with you mm-hmm. back in like the late 90s. Yeah. Um, well, I lived with you and your mom <laughs> and your niece. Yeah. Yeah. And so there was a, around Christmas time and, but you had to work and they wanted to, we're going to go out and look at Christmas lights. Yeah. Me and Amy, you want to come with us? So I went with them. I was like, sure. Why not? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it was a super time. I'm <laughs> Amy getting yelled at the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Amy. Amy, it's all her little thing. That's awesome. But Grandma, Grandma, I want to go to Stop it. <laughs> what? Gasha. She always gotcha. put an A at the end of everything. <laughs> Come oh, on. Gotcha. <laughs> <sighs> what about, what about you? Do you have any Christmas traditions? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know why I write these questions that I have no answers to. But I knew you had an answer. Um, yeah. Christmas tradition. No, I mean, I, well, what I, I like to do, like, <laughs> like on Christmas Eve, like I used to do when I had the kids all the time. Um, we used to, when I was with their mother, so like when it was me and their mother and I, we had all the kids, we always did on Christmas Eve, we always let them open the one present, but they always knew what the present was. Okay. It was always Christmas PJs is what they always got on Christmas Eve. So they opened that, got in the Christmas PJs, you know, got ready and, you know, went to bed. Did you get a Christmas PJ? Yeah, everybody did. All of us did. All of you got Christmas PJs? Yeah. (laughs) Are you saying PJs? (laughs) Or are you saying BJs? BJ. B is a boy. (laughs) I was like, did you get a Christmas PJ? You're like, yeah, all of us did. All of you got Christmas PJs? Wow, that's crazy. All right. (laughs) Pajamas. I don't oh, like the pajamas. word pajamas. Okay. I prefer PJs. So, um, 
But yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. But of course, you know, I'm not with her mother anymore. And now I typically don't have my son on Christmas Eve. So. Mm, that's not good. So now I spend Christmas Eve just sitting at home and, you know, just, you know, just being lonely and drinking. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. But, uh, yeah. But of course, there's always like I have to watch certain Christmas movies every year on you know, Christmas Eve thing too. No, no, no. Just like from the time of like you know Black Friday to Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, really at nighttime, I have to watch like certain Christmas movies. You know, so but everybody kind of does that. So. Yeah, we watched uh, Claymation Christmas the other night. It's something that Megan's always watched since she was a kid. Yeah, and then we tried watching um, Rudolph with Luke, but he didn't want any part of that. <laughs> He's like, this isn't a cartoon. Right? Well, no, it's it's clay. Like it's nope. No, I don't want to watch it. No, I think I was gonna say. I think my grandmother had some kind of weird tradition where, like, you put like a like a, a, a pickle Christmas ornament on the tree. Oh yeah, the pickle. Yeah, like they had talked about it. I remember hearing my relatives talk about where something like they hid a pickle in the Christmas tree or something. And if you found mm-hmm. it, you got a gift or something like that. Yeah. 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 We used to do that too. I forgot about that. We actually have the pickle ornament. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one too. We got it when we went up to Tennessee. Yeah. Well, we don't, we don't do that anymore. So <laughs> hmm. it's not that hard to find. So it's like, Oh, there it is. No, they, they <laughs> used to hide a real pickle in the tree, like inside the branches oh, and stuff. That's weird. Just make sure you don't stand too close to the tree because they might grab and like, hey, don't. That's not the pickle. You know what I mean? <laughs> Never mind. That was a dumb joke. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> All right, you ready to get back into this? I'm ready to get back into this for the last All time right. of the season. Uh, <laughs> stop! It's like, why do you keep bringing the show down? <laughs> well, when we left off. <laughs> <clears throat> After some spring cleaning, I'm sorry, hold up. <laughs> After some spring cleaning, the Brady family cleaned out the attic. Marsha notices that it'll be an out of sight space for mm-hmm. her room and asks Carol, and Carol agrees. But unbeknownst to both of them, Greg had the same idea and got permission to make the attic his new bedroom. Oh, shit. Now the two siblings battle head to head to see who will get the attic. Oh, damn. Mm hmm. Take it away, Jimmy. Okay. Scene 12. Still in the attic. Marsha and Greg still sit on the trunk in anger. The camera pulls away and Mike and Carol are up there. And Mike says, well, you can't sit there forever. Somebody's going to have to give up the attic. Carol says, I'm sorry, Marsha. I should have checked with your father first. Mm. Mike says, mm-hmm. yeah. No, Mike says, and I should have checked with your mother, but still Marsha then jumps up, runs to a window and says, well, I've got it all planned out. I'm going to put a bed right here and I'm going to have a desk beside the window. And I've got some lovely curtains picked out for the window too. Greg in an attempt to compete says, well, I too have it all planned out. He gets up and says, my bed's going to go over here and my desk is going to go over here. And I think I'll put shutters on the window. Mm. He gets down in Marsha's face and says, besides, I'm older. Marsha mm. fires back. So what? Greg says, so I should have the room. Mike shuts that shit down quick and says, hold it, hold it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to solve anything by arguing. Carol's like, yes, they will. And he's like, no, they won't. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> Carol, <laughs> that's so stupid. Carol agrees. Greg asks, then who gets the attic? Mike says, well, I think there's only one way that's fair and logical. Marsha asks, what? Mike says, Greg is a year older. He's going to be going away to college next year. And I think it should be Greg's for now. I thought it was going to be like, you just should arm wrestle for it. <laughs> You're going to have an essay. <laughs> Marsha, not having this shit, says, Dad. And she buries her face in her hands. Greg, who's all smiles now, says, gee, I think that's fair. Marsha <laughs> stands up in anger and says, not to me, mother. <laughs> Carol says, Marsha, I have to agree with your father. No, she says, Marsha. No, I have to agree with your father. <laughs> <laughs> look, and then she, what's that? And he kind of gives her a look like, like I had no, I have too. to. Like you should, you, you know, probably should. You do. don't get it. I have to. Um, <laughs> look, next year the room will be yours anyways. Mike goes on, right? And then after you comes Peter, then Jan, and then all the rest, because he can't remember their names. <laughs> I think there's a couple more in there. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. And then maybe Alice, <laughs> if she's lucky. That way, it's fair to everybody. Marcia says, except to me, why should I be penalized for being born a year too late? Mm. I'm sick and tired of being second around here. Mm. Marcia, almost in tears, storms off. Then a huff. And then she slams the door. Mm, she did. The others just sigh. Greg takes a seat on the trunk. He kind of half smiles just as he's about to say something. Carol stops him and says, don't say a word. Greg just sits there in silence. <laughs> I didn't think that was pretty funny. It's <laughs> just kind of dead quiet. And she's like, don't say anything. <laughs> I thought it was funny because my first note is Carol's pissed at Greg because Marcia didn't get the attic. Because <laughs> notice she didn't have that tone when Mike was in the room. <laughs> she waited till Mike left and she's like, don't you say a fucking word. That's because you lost. That's why you're pissed. Um, why can't they split it up like in the parody movie? Like Mike's an architect. Why can't he just make two rooms out of it? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, he easily definitely could because I remember like when I was at, I had to go to my dad's house mm -hmm. for the summers, as I've mentioned many times on here, up in Illinois. Right. And so there wasn't enough bedrooms for everybody. Okay. Um, in fact, two of the girls were bunking in the same room. Mm -hmm. So what he did, my dad actually took the basement and mm. made small rooms, three small bedrooms down there for me, one of my sisters. Well, me and then two other sisters. Mm -hmm. So we each had our own room down there. But, I mean, it was they were really small. But still, I mean, mm. it was done. Yeah. I mean, because the, the rest of the kids are going to come in pairs. So it would only make sense to have two rooms up there. Yeah. Um. So do you agree with Mike or do you agree with Marsha? <laughs> I agree with Mike. If Greg is indeed going to college. Well, why wouldn't he? I don't know. But if he decides not to, then what? He's just going to live there until he's like 28 years old? <laughs> That's <laughs> no, not fair. I would, say, I would say, yeah, you can move into the attic, but come this date, Marsha gets the room. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Hmm. So I agree with Mike under those conditions. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is a fair and logical mm -hmm. choice, I think. I yep. agree. Um, but also, if he banks two rooms up there... You know, that, mm. that way they can see each other naked and start making out like in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. All right. Scene 13. 
Later in the evening, Mike and Carol are all dressed up. Ooh la la. Carol says, Mike, if I wasn't on that bizarre committee, I think I'd skip going out tonight. I really and truly heard this as, if I wasn't on that bizarre committee. And I actually started writing the note at first, like, well, if she thinks the, the committee is so fucking bizarre, then why is she? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> look at the way it's spelled. Okay. All right. I get it now. Mm-hmm. My guess. Oh, yeah. Why? Carol goes on. Marsha's so upset about not getting the attic. <laughs> I just have a funny feeling that she and Greg are going to have a big blow up. Mike, while grabbing their coats out of the closet, says, oh, honey, she's adult enough to accept our decision. Mm-hmm. Believe me. Everything is going to be fine. <laughs> Carol sighs in agreement and they leave the house. Mike's like, you're not, but Marsha is. Because <laughs> you're still bringing this shit up when we're leaving the house. Um, Carol doesn't have a job. And instead, she's on this committee. And even that is too much for her. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. You know, I thought this episode was a little... I mean, I'm sure we'll bring it up later, especially in a later scene, but a little out of character for uh, Marsha. Yeah, she acted really childish. childish And and then she acted like vindictive too later. You know, it's like, I was going to do this. I was going to give you $100. (laughs) We'll get there. (laughs) Um, Like, I think it's this next scene that I'm about to read. Like, I really Mm -hmm. thought that she was completely pulling one over on Greg. Is this the scene? Uh, the there's a room? scene where yeah, she, yeah. yeah. I thought yeah, for sure that as soon as he, he was like, all right, you'll get through him and he leaves and she's going to get a big grin on her face and be like, works every time. I thought for sure that was going to happen. Right. I thought. I would have bet money on too. it. But. Mm-hmm. All right. And I was like, this is really out of character exactly, for her. Yeah. Like, she would never do this. Yeah. Scene 14. Up in the girl's room, Marcia sits on her bed, wiping tears from her eyes when there's a knock mm-hmm. on the door. Greg calls out mm-hmm. for her. Marsha simply says, go away. Greg once again says, Marsha. Marsha repeats, I said, go away. Mm. Greg through the door says, not until I see you. Okay, that's weird because that's a sister. But okay. Well, strange way to say <laughs> that. In frustration, Marsha gets up and walks to the door. She opens it and says, okay, you've seen me. Now go away. And she shuts the door in his face. Greg walks in anyway, holding a record and says, Marsha. I wanted to give you this. You left it in my truck. <laughs> you left your CDs in my truck. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you, left your, you left your album in my room. My room. <laughs> Greg walks in holding a record and says, Marsha, I wanted to give you this album. You left it in the attic. Marsha slams <laughs> it down onto the bed and sarcastically says, you're all heart. <laughs> Greg says, look, I know how you feel and I can't blame you, but I honestly think mom and dad made the fair decision. Marsha, in a super sarcastic tone, says, I'll bet you do. You've got the room and I don't. And I need it more than you. Greg asks, what's that supposed to mean? Marsha stands up and says with tears, well, a girl needs more space. There's never any room in the closet or my drawers. Greg interrupts and says, I know exactly what you mean. Get it? (laughs) Because there's no room in my drawers either. (laughs) <laughs> or no, there's a bunch of room in my drawers. Too much names. <laughs> Marsha goes on. I can't even use my hair dryer when I want to. <laughs> she said, <laughs> sorry, this is just a funny scene. Sorry. She sits down on Jan's bed, still in tears. 
Greg walks over to her and says, it's just as crowded for me with the guys. Marsha now packing Greg's bags to take him on a guilt trip says <laughs> with even more tears. <laughs> Besides, I wanted to have a slumber party this night and invite six of my friends over to my own attic room. <laughs> it's what I've always wanted since I was a little girl. Like, <laughs> okay. And we're, we we were going to have going. pillow fights in our underwear and dare you to come up and make out with us. <laughs> but not now. <laughs> Greg smiles and says, hey, great. I've got some new pajamas I could wear. <laughs> Greg laughs at Mar. Greg laughs as Marcia snaps. Go ahead and make jokes. See if I care. And the waterworks pour on some more. Greg, now feeling guilty, just as she planned, sits next to her and says, <laughs> hey, now wait a minute. I didn't mean to make you cry. I didn't realize the room meant that much to you. <laughs> Marcia sniffles and says, well, it does. <laughs> I've loved that attic since I was a kid. <laughs> you only and know my attic for that. Um, <laughs> Craig thinks for a second and says, "Hey, Marcia, uh, you know, I'll probably be leaving soon for college. Why don't you take the room?" Marcia says, "You're just saying that because I'm just sitting here blubber like an idiot." <laughs> Greg shakes his head and says, no, no, I, I want you to have it. I've got nothing to, it's got nothing to do with you being a blubbering idiot. She, <laughs> she stares into his eyes and asks, honest? <laughs> Greg stares back and says, honest. They stare for a moment and they get closer and kiss. Greg slowly slides his hand up her leg. She then strokes the side of his head and, oh, <clears throat> she hugs him and says, thanks, Greg. You're the greatest brother a girl ever had. And they both just laugh. <laughs> I really thought they were going to fuck. That's where they, it looked like they were about to make out. But what you said in the beginning of it makes sense now. That's that's where that, you know, that energy came from. <laughs> like, Holy shit. Okay. Um, okay. There, there isn't even a closet in the attic. Because she's like, yeah. I don't even have enough room in the closet. Okay, you're not going to have room now because there's no closet. Like, where, where are you going to put your clothes at now? That room's so damn big yeah. up there. I mean, they put a pole up but, I mean, on the rafters and there's your closet. There's no closet. There's no bathroom. The two things that she's complaining about. like, um, But yeah. also, she was going to have that room ready to have six people sleep in it tonight. <laughs> well, she said this night. I don't know what that meant, this night. She, she meant tonight. I don't know. That's what I've wanted since I was like five. All right. <laughs> you never you didn't see this house. So you were like what eleven, twelve? Um <laughs> but also um yeah, Greg's the biggest sucker. Yeah. yeah Big time for that shit. We're gonna call her an angler because he uh he fought he fell for that shit hook line sinker. <laughs> Scene fifteen. Back in the boys' room, <clears throat> Peter and Bobby walk in and Peter says well, Greg's all moved in. Now we can start moving our stuff around <laughs> in our own room. Let's make a dance Bobby floor. Says, no. That's what I would have done. <laughs> Bobby says, yeah, tomorrow I'm, I'm all pooped out. Just then Greg walks in and says, hey, guys, I got to talk to you. 
Peter says, Greg, your bed in the attic is going to be great. Bobby adds, yeah, we got your junk up there now. Greg says, thanks. Now you can help me haul it all back into our room. Peter asks, our room? Greg repeats, our room. Bobby whispers to Peter, he must have banged his head on a rafter. Greg says, Marsha's getting the attic. Bobby says, Marsha? Mom and Dad gave it to you. Greg says, I know, and I gave it to Marsha. Peter puts his hand on his hips and says, what's going on around here? What room am I in? <laughs> where, at, where is it? Who was that on the phone? You never told me. <laughs> Tiger Head. <laughs> Greg says, I'll tell you what's going on around here. You two guys are going to help me move my stuff into our room. That's what's going on around here. As Greg leaves the room, he continues to himself, don't tell me what's going on around here. I'll tell you what's going on around here. Shit. Talking shit in my face in my own room? I don't fucking think so. What's going on around here? That boy crazy. <laughs> Peter and Bobby are just left confused. So two things. One is... If I was Peter and Bobby, yeah. A, I would be like, um, no, uh, where are you going to sleep? Because you don't live in this room anymore. So like, if you want us to consider letting you back, we'll consider it. But at the moment, you don't have a place to sleep. You better sleep on the couch. Like, you're the dumbass that gave up your room. Ask the girl if you can sleep in there, I guess. I don't know. Um, two, if I was Bobby and Peter, I'd be like, no, if Marsha wants the room, she can move your shit downstairs herself. She's the one getting the room. She needs to move that shit out of her room. Yes, that's how the Klein family would behave. Hell yeah. You know, so you disagree? So you, you don't think he should have asked Peter and Bobby? <laughs> no. No, I think, well, he's like the, I've never had like brothers, so I don't know. So he's like the old brother. He's like, no, you're going to fucking help me do this shit. Because he's like, I'm not your dad, so I don't have to coddle you. And I'm your brother, so I can fucking beat you if you don't do what I ask you to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's like, I don't have to be nice to you at all. If you don't do this, I'll fucking punch you in the throat. Yeah, but that's <laughs> not Greg. Like, Greg doesn't do that. <laughs> I know. But, but I remember feeling the same way. Like, when, when I would have to give up part of my room for one of my brothers, I'd be like, well, it's my fucking room. Like, like no. If he, <laughs> they can go f- sleep on the couch. I don't give a shit. Like, this is my room. Like, just because I wasn't asked. If I was asked, it would have been like, you know. Well, it's different. If he would have came down and said, you know, Bobby, Peter, would you consider letting me back in the room because I gave it to Mark? Because that's one thing. But to come down and say, hey, you guys need to get up and move my shit because I'm moving back into your room. Not, uh, no. <laughs> Don't fucking think so. It's not the way that works. <laughs> tell me what's going exactly. on. Around. I'll tell you what's going on. Around. <laughs> <laughs> Scene 16. Next, we see Jan and Cindy bringing up Marcia's things as Bobby and Peter pass them on the way down. Moving Greg's things out. They give an awkward look to each other as if to say, why are we doing this shit and not Marsha and Greg? <laughs> Older siblings, am I right? <laughs> a few moments yeah. later, so. the boys are bringing down Greg's mattress from the attic and are stuck in the doorway. Alice walks by and asks, that's Greg's mattress, isn't it? Bobby, while being crushed by the mattress, says, yeah, we're moving Greg out of the attic. Just then, Bobby and Peter slip down the stairs and come running right into Alice. But her maid sense was tingling, and she moved out of the way <laughs> just in the nick of time. And we could tell that Tex saw Spider-Man this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I saw Spider-Man this weekend. <laughs> Alice asks, 
I thought you just moved him in. Peter angrily says, that's right. Alice asks, then what's going on around here? Peter pipes up and says, I'll tell you what's going on around here. Marsh is moving in and Greg's moving out and we're doing all the work. That's what's going on around here. Peter goes on by himself. Ask me what's going on around here. And I'll, <laughs> and I'll fucking tell you what's going on around here. I think I won't. Shit. <laughs> think they can get all this work out of me? Hell no. Fuck that. That's what's going on around here. Fucking man, ask me what's going on around here. <laughs> then the boys angrily pick up. <laughs> then the boys angrily pick up the mattress and finish taking it to the room, leaving Alice confused. <laughs> shit, you're the one getting paid. I'm not. Fuck, you should be moving this shit in the room. Ask me what's going on around here. Sorry. <laughs> How the hell did like Alice spot a mattress and go, that's Greg's? <laughs> I'm assuming because she changes all the sheets. Or because maybe yeah. she's got a, gotten a close look at it, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I mean, she like recognizes like mattress stains and shit. <laughs> of all the that kids. did look like an old mattress though, didn't it? Yeah. Huh. She's like, oh, like you can line up all the mattresses empty. Like, you can be like, that's Peter, Bobby, Cindy's. <laughs> <laughs> I like how oh, I say the little urine. That's Jan's. <laughs> I like how they can't show the top of the surfboard because that's where the logo is. So every time you see the surfboard in this, all you see is the bottom. I thought that was kind of funny. Hmm. But Alice is fucking nosy. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, but later she's like, never mind. <laughs> yeah, because we believe that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> Scene 17. In the boys' room, the boys continue to bring in Greg's mattress. They drop it on the floor, and they both collapse on top of it. Bobby says, boy, am I beat. Greg can move the rest of his stuff down by himself. Peter says, yeah, I wonder why he chickened out and let Marsha have the attic. You know, these two should be on our show. They're doing exactly what we're <laughs> exactly, saying. Exactly, yeah. Bobby calls that shit out and says, well, Marsha probably pulled that mushy girl stuff on him. Hell yeah. Oh, Greg, <laughs> please give me the attic. <laughs> Peter says, all I know is <laughs> we've got him back. Bobby pops up and says, hey, maybe we can talk to Greg and we can get him to change his mind. Peter shakes his head and says, no way. Bobby then suggests, how about talking to Marsha? Peter hits him with cold, hard facts and says, why should she quit when she's ahead? What could we possibly say to her? Bobby says, well, for one thing, we could tell her how rough it is to climb up and down the stairs. He then lays back in exhaustion and adds, we ought to know. Peter lights up and says, hey, yeah, the stairs. You know something for a little guy? You just came up with a big idea. And then he slaps his tummy and laughs. <laughs> I mean, he slaps Bobby's tummy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of strange if he slapped his own tummy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that can hurt. Um, and giggles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down Bobby fucking nailed it. <laughs> Bobby, yeah, Bobby's developing Mike's uh <laughs> Mike's bullshit detector. Um but also I wonder if the tummy slap that you mentioned was scripted. It's like what does it say? Like I'm supposed to slap him in the stomach? Like what? So, it's kind of like uh <laughs> Mike like tickles. Greg, you're going to get your belly. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that Marsha would jump in and be like, no, you guys don't understand. 
I've been a fan of the attic since I first moved here. <laughs> I totally fucking love the attic. You know I've always, you know, that's Jan. She knows I've always loved that attic. I, I did the ghost because that's my love for the attic. It haunts me like all the time. Like, okay. <laughs> it was a metaphor. <laughs> oh, that was my heart going out to the end because I love it so much. <laughs> I don't want to think that's so funny. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh. Good times. All right. Scene 18. <laughs> Later, Marsha is hanging out in the new attic room with her hair and brushing it. In front of vanity. <laughs> yes. That's how I wrote it. She's hanging out with her hair. That's awesome. And she's like, I love brushing my hair in my new attic room. No, I'll stop. <laughs> it's just funny to me. This is too much beautifulness right here. My hair. The way the my hair room. looks like next to this window. It looks really pretty. Um in the attic room. <laughs> just <laughs> just then the phone rings downstairs and somehow we heard it in the attic. Bobby yells up to her, Marsha, telephone for you. Marsha yells back, okay, I'm coming. She gets up from her vanity and heads downstairs. She walks down through the door from the attic, down the hall, around the corner, to the next flight of stairs, and arrives to the living room, where we see Peter sitting in a chair reading Home Decor magazine. Mm -hmm. Marsha asks, who is it? Peter replies, your girlfriend, Susie. Oh, Marsha's good. Oh. Marcia sits down on the couch next to the phone and picks it up. She says, hello? Hello? She clicks on the phone to see if that works because, you know, that's a thing. Peter watches <laughs> Peter watches this play out and giggles to himself a little. Marcia gives up and says, that's funny. She hung up. Well, it couldn't have been too important. Peter agrees and says, well, I guess not. Marcia walks back up the stairs around the corner down the hall, up the next flight of stairs, to the attic, and sits down in front of her vanity again. With her hair. So they didn't have cordless phones back then? That makes everything so much easier. <laughs> they were her second phone? Yeah, right. Hmm. All right, scene 19. As Marcia settles back in to brush her hair some more, the phone rings again. We see a cut back down to Peter as he answers it, and thanks his friend Charlie and gives a gives an okay sign to Bobby. Bobby then walks up to the attic where Marcia is still brushing her hair and says, Marcia, phone for you. Marcia asks again. Bobby says, Yeah. Marcia sighs and gets up. Bobby smirks as she walks down the stairs, out the door of the attic, down the hall, <laughs> around the corner, down the next flight of stairs to the living room. Peter is still sitting in the chair reading a magazine. Marcia asks, Who is it? Peter says, Your friend Katie. Marcia says, oh, good, thanks. Marcia picks up the phone and says, hello, Katie. <clears throat> hello. She clicks the phone a couple more times. Meanwhile, Peter looks over his magazine and pretending to learn practical ways to beautify the home. That's what's said on the front. <laughs> and giggles. <clears throat> Marcia, in confusion, hangs the phone back up and says, she hung up too. She gets up and starts to head up the stairs and adds, can't anyone wait till you get to the phone? It's so annoying. Peter sarcastically says, oh, I bet it's annoying. And snickers to himself on a job well done. You know what Marsha should have done? What? 
She should have been like, I have all these rents that keep calling me, and they won't wait till I get to the phone. No. <laughs> I'm trying to enjoy my attic room, and they keep going. <laughs> I'll stop. I don't know why I think that's so damn funny. I'm sorry. I'm so emotional with my attic room. I've loved it since I was seven. You know this. <laughs> I used to drive by to the school bus and see this house. I was like, I want that room as my attic room. Sorry. <laughs> I just love the... It's called attic room. Man. <laughs> uh, it would just be funny if she just completely lost it and didn't make any sense. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> All right. Scene 20. <laughs> It's like at the end of it when when Mike and Carol check on the kids and Marsh is in the room going, I miss my attic room. Please, God, kill Greg. Marsh, are you okay? I just want my attic room back. <laughs> so God. stupid. God. <laughs> Oh, this is part of the dumbest uh, shit we ever laughed at. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Try to pull it together. I'm over here crying. <clears throat> yeah. Well, Marsha's crying. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, Scene 20. Just as Marsha returns to her room and just about to sit down, Bobby yells up, Marsha, telephone again. Marsha says, oh, no. She rolls her eyes and walks down the stairs, out the door, down the hallway, <laughs> around the corner, down the next flight of stairs, and into the living room. She asks, who is it this time? Peter, still sitting there, says, Linda. Marcia picks up the phone and says, hello, Linda? Linda? She gives up and hangs up the phone. She turns to Peter and says, you know something, Peter? <laughs> I'm getting really tired of this. <laughs> This is really beginning to bug me. Peter simply says, I'm just going to go up to my attic room. <laughs> I need a phone in my attic room. So I'll keep walking down the stairs from my attic room. <laughs> <laughs> Peter simply says, No wonder. Just then the phone rings. Peter jumps up and says, I'll get it. But Marsha is quicker and says, No, I'll get it. She picks up the phone and says, Hello. Linda? Peter freaks and says, oh, I just remembered. I have some homework I have to do. And then runs off, which Marcia thinks nothing of. <laughs> Marcia <laughs> says to Linda, hey, Linda, why did you just call and hang up? You didn't call. You're studying with Katie? And you haven't called all night? And if I heard that you did, it was most likely my brother, Greg, playing a trick on me. Huh. I'm beginning to smell a rat around here. <laughs> oh, okay. Obviously, that was a little exaggerated. But <laughs> well, she's no Robert Reed. We've established that. <laughs> no, definitely not. Hmm. So she never, she never questioned why Bobby's sitting there reading Home Decor magazine. Or Peter was. Or Peter, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was learning ways to beautify the home. Okay. That works. <laughs> You're not even thinking about beautifying my attic room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Scene 21. 
We cut to Greg being interrogated by Marsha for messing with her in the boys' room. Peter and Bobby just watch from their beds. Greg says, you've got to be kidding me. Why would I do a dumb thing like that? Marsha says, to bug me so maybe I'd give up the attic of pure exhaustion? Greg says, that's ridiculous. If I'm going to do that, then why would I give you the room in the first place? Marsha says, well, how should I know? Maybe you changed your mind and didn't have the nerve to tell me. Greg rolls his eyes and says, you don't really believe that. Marsha asks, who else would want me out of the attic? Just then, Peter and Bobby take this as a cue for them to leave. But before they could escape, Greg jumps up and snags the two of them and says, I bet I know. <laughs> he brings them over to present to Marsha. Greg then says like a 1970s New York City beat cop <laughs> to a couple of hoodlums down on the dock. All right, Houston, start flapping your gums. <laughs> that was weird. Peter looks at Bobby and says, it was us. Greg didn't have anything to do with it. Greg says, there. Bobby then apologizes. Peter adds, we just wanted this room for ourselves. He looks over at Sergeant Brady at the NYPD and says, we mean it, officer. Honest. <laughs> Bobby adds, we won't do it again, mister. <laughs> Sergeant Brady says, all right, all right, used to. Marcia says, well, I guess I can understand that. We all wanted our own room. Peter says, then you're not sore at us? Marcia says, no. Bobby says, wow, I'd be furious. Greg says, that just proves Marcia's more mature. That's all. You two were just thinking of yourselves. <laughs> Marcia states, I guess I was too, Greg. Greg asks, what do you mean? Marcia says, well... About the attic room, you know, remember? Like <laughs> the attic room? That I thought was mine. <clears throat> Mom and dad were right. You'll probably go to college next year, and then I'll get my turn. <laughs> You'll probably go to college. <laughs> they, st they still don't know? Anyway, Greg asks, you mean you want me to have the attic now? Marcia says, I really do. Sergeant Brady then tells the boys, all right, scram, you two. Go on and get out of here. The boys run off. But not before Sergeant says to Bobby, hey, kid. And Bobby stops. <laughs> Sergeant throws him a nickel. Bobby catches it, bites it, and says, gee, thanks, mister. The Sergeant smiles for the first time in a long time. Wow. <clears throat> I, I haven't figured out. Sorry, that was a powerful scene for <laughs> I haven't figured out. I bet Marsha farted in the attic and now is trying to give it back to Greg to get back at him. That's some sneaky shit, man. Uh, I'm also impressed that Marsha didn't ask for anything in return. So usually it would be like, well, I'll give you the attic back if you do half my chores for a year or if you give me your allowance for six months. Or, you know, But she didn't ask for anything in return. She just kind of gave it to him. So, yeah. It's pretty impressive. Well, that's the Marsha that we all know and love. Exactly. Not the, This was not Not her. the Marsha that cries about her attic room. <laughs> um, also, exactly. I just realized that Peter is taller than Marsha. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Scene 22. <clears throat> Next, we see Alice walking down the hall and almost get run over by the boys bringing Greg's mattress back out of the room. Alice hmm. asks, what are you doing now? Peter, trying to drag it, says, moving Greg's stuff to the attic. Alice says, you just moved it out of the attic, didn't you? Bobby struggling says, that's right. Alice says, why? 
what's going on now? Bobby starts to tell her, but Alice cuts him off. <laughs> you want to know what's going on now? <laughs> Bobby starts to tell her, but Alice cuts him off. She says, on second thought, don't tell me. A little knowledge is a dangerous thing, and ignorance is bliss. And then she walks hmm. off like a liar. Because ign- <laughs> ignorance is bliss coming from Alice? You Bullshit. Know, you know, like a liar. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. Alice talking about ignorance is bliss. Get the fuck out of here. Talking about ignorance is bliss. I'll tell you about ignorance. <laughs> shit. <clears throat> shit. Alice talking about ignorance is bliss. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to beat that white bitch's ass myself. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that from Saturday Night Live? So, <laughs> he, he, Do you ever watch Saturday Night Live with uh, Tracy Morgan when they would do the View skits? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> Tracy Morgan always played Star Jones, and uh, <laughs> and and her arguments always started off with well, his him playing her always started off with him going, "Now I'm a lawyer." <laughs> <laughs> so, and, anyway, and sometime throughout their the View skits, they would always get all the women talking <laughs> at the same time, just about, <laughs> and it would build up and build up, and the last thing you would hear was Tracy Morgan and Star Jones going <laughs> and saying something completely weird, like just <laughs> be noise, and you hear, well, "I beat that white bitch's ass myself." <laughs> like that'd be the end. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's more of a visual thing, I guess. That's Sorry. <sighs> Scene twenty-three. Yes. <laughs> Later that night, Mike and Carol come home through the front door. For some reason, Mike <laughs> says, "I was telling John how great I thought the bazaar was, and he was telling me the Dittmeyer's shit didn't bring in as much money as our shit nice. did." Carol says, "Well, I'm sh- well, I'm sure I'm glad to be <laughs> home." Yeah, but like, honey, did you hear like our shit fucking? She's like, whatever. (laughs) All evening long, I had this terrible feeling there was going to be trouble over that attic. Mike, while putting their jackets away in the closet, says, oh, honey, you and your women's intuition. I'll bet none of them gave it a second thought. (laughs) Mike and Carol then walk through the house and check on each of the kids fast asleep. They start in the girls' room and see all of them sleep in their beds, <laughs> except Marsha, who's laying there. <laughs> I really wish my attic room was the my room. <laughs> no, no, Marsha was sleeping. <laughs> they then move to the boys' room and see Peter and Bobby sleeping in their own beds, with it newly changed around. Mm, rearranged is what you're uh, talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just sat on that a couple even, times. I'm like, yeah, maybe I should give it to him now. <laughs> they even added a nice addition to Mike picking up Peter's robe off the floor. Finally. <laughs> I thought that was see awesome. <laughs> they finally end in the attic where we see, where they see Greg fast asleep on his stomach with the biggest grin I've ever seen. It was as if it was his first time. He could finally jerk off uh-huh. and sleep with some privacy. Carol says, you were right. None of them gave it a second thought, and they creep down the stairs. I have quite a few notes on the on little tiny little things. Nice. But first of all, okay. Mike mentioned the Dittmeyers shit. Yeah. The Dittmeyers is actually the name of the neighbors in the Brady Bunch parody movie. Okay. Like they're like it's played by um do you know who Jean Smart is? She was on Designing Women in the eighties. Well, it was Michael McKean. I remember he played. Yeah, Michael McKean and then Gene Smart. They were the next door neighbors. They were the Dentmeyers. Yeah. Um, 
Also, Mike still had to pick up the plaid shirt or the what robe or whatever it was. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, yeah. I put I added it to Greg smile like he just jerked off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he finally could do it without like being interrupted. You know, I thought it was a nice touch to have Bobby's bed not have the red balls on it like like Peter's because his was the bottom bunk yeah. on a bunk bed. So if you look really closely, you can actually see where the top bunk was screwed into the bottom bunk. So yeah. I thought that was a nice touch. Um, mm. I, I put down, I hope Greg doesn't see any g- 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 ghosts. Yeah, um, but all, what it was the ghost that was saying, it was like, I need my, needed it's something. hot in here. <laughs> oh yeah. That was it. Wasn't it? No air. And I need air. Well, see, that's another like thing that, is yeah. most addicts don't have the air conditioning running to it. So, it's probably is hot. It's got to be hot. Um, <laughs> also, he probably would have a lot more furniture if they hadn't thrown all that shit out. <laughs> they should have at least given him a chance to go, hey, wait a minute. I might use some of that. Like, can I see it? <clears throat> and that's another thing, too. Like, because when they were talking about, I'm going to put this there and this there. I'm going to put my desk over here. Like, what fucking desk? There's one desk in the girls' room. You're going to take it from Janice. Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to see myself. <laughs> all I want is a desk. And they won't let me have it in my attic room. (laughs) All right. Scene 24. The next morning, Cindy is in the kitchen with Alice and she's writing years on the chalkboard. She says 1975. It's terrible. Hey, Alice. Huh? That was the year I was born. Sorry. Oh, Alice watching asks, what's terrible? Cindy says, Mom and dad said we'd all have a turn to live in the attic room by ourselves. See, she calls attic room too. <laughs> Alice asks, is that terrible? Cindy says, no, that's not the terrible part. Alice asks with much concern, what is the terrible part? Cindy says, well, see, first Greg gets the room, then Marsha, then Peter, then Jan and Bobby. Alice says, yeah. Cindy says, well, then comes the terrible part. By the time I get to use the room, excuse me, it'll be almost the year 2000. Alice says, mm. that is terrible. Cindy just shakes her head. Hmm. <laughs> so I was thinking about this. Like, if they all get the room and, and then they're out, like, by the time Cindy gets to use <laughs> it, like, she's going to have her she's own gonna room She's going to have anyway. all three rooms. <laughs> yeah, I mean... But, I mean, she would have already had her own room for a exactly. year already because yeah, yeah. Jan would have. But then once Jan, Bobby leaves. No, for two years, yeah. she would have already had her own room anyway. But when Bobby leaves, she'll have the boys' room <laughs> to make, yeah. like, her, like, but see, home like, theater. <clears throat> and After Peter leaves, yeah. <laughs> Jan is moving out of the girls' exactly. room. So, Jan, she already yeah. has her own room now. Jan's got the upstairs, the attic yeah. room. And then still Peter or Bobby mm-hmm. still has to go up there and <clears throat> do the attic and so she's like, I guess it's my turn. Exactly. And the parents are like, whatever. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Like, just, I don't care what room you, you pick is yours. <laughs> fucking pick a damn room. You sleep in a different room every night. We don't fucking care. Yeah. When I'm in the attic room. <laughs> I'm in the attic room. It's <laughs> yeah. cool. Well, I hate to say this, but. Okay. That's the end of the season. That is the end of the season. Ah. <sighs> But it's not the last season. No. It's not the end of the series, which we'll sadly say one day. Yes. <clears throat> but so we want everybody let everybody know that we are taking a little hiatus after this episode. 
But we do this at the end of every season. Yep, every season. Yep. And this one we're going to take and... Oh, God. But we will be back. Yes. For season five, episode one, on Tuesday, January 25th. Well, to specify, the show will drop the 25th. Yeah. Like, we will be back on the 23rd. <laughs> but they won't see that. They won't know that. But No, they won't know that. But they might be with us in spirit. <laughs> Uh, like a g- 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 ghost. Yeah. Hmm. So if you want to tell us anything, if you want to tell us any anecdotes or what have you, uh, we yeah. record on the 23rd. So just have it in by then. Yeah. Let us know how your summer's going. Exactly. <laughs> really have a neat summer. See you next fall. <laughs> All right. So I do have an email to read, Jimmy. Ooh, <clears throat> lovely. Mm-hmm. This is from Lisa. Lisa, 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 I have a date with Lisa. Mm -hmm. Sorry. It's from Come to America. And my reference was from something with Polly Shore. I don't remember what. What what was your reference? Because we talked at the same time. Lisa, Lisa, the one I adore. Is that from a Goofy movie? (laughs) No, Polly Shore? Yeah. He's not in a Goofy movie. Oh, yeah, he is. is Yeah, he is. (laughs) He's his friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just saw that movie for the first time just a few months ago. Oh, okay. <clears throat> um, no, it was like from the '90s or whatever. I think it was. I think it was a song you just did, like a goofy parody song, not a parody, but just a hmm. novelty song. I think. I don't know. Anyway. <clears throat> anyway, so this is from Lisa. Um, she says, "Hey guys, just wanted to say I love the show, and I was so happy to hear that Jimmy loves classic Christmas music." <laughs> My parents always played Johnny Mathis Christmas songs, so when Jimmy mentioned him, I was like, woohoo, have a very Brady Christmas, guys. So I was like, okay, first of all, how dare you? That was me that liked the classic <laughs> you Christmas You can't songs. let me have my moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, oh, nice, good. And that was me who likes classic Christmas music. I like Ha-ha. it, too. <laughs> but... Thanks so much. We love hearing from you guys. It means so much to us. How about this? Raise your hand if you have the Andy Williams Christmas album on vinyl. <laughs> uh-huh. See? They don't know if I raise my hand or not. <laughs> but I have a lot of <clears throat> Christmas stuff on vinyl, too. Raise your hand if you have the, the Chipmunks Christmas album on vinyl. Not on vinyl, uh-huh. but I have it on, I have it on tape. Because you're in the old Christmas stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny all right so all right lisa well i appreciate you saying that That was awesome good hearing from but no to clarify we both like old christmas stuff yeah that's what he says like i was backpedaling now (laughs) no i'm just kidding (laughs) all right lisa we appreciate you sending in and as you know we had fun here today don't be offended we do love the show and we're not racist or sexist nope also we would personally like to thank our Patreons, mm-hmm. our, our producers for Patreon, because without you guys, this couldn't be possible. And you guys, me and Tacker, we have conversations off air all the time about how humbled we are. <coughs> excuse me, mm-hmm. at the Patreon subscribers, um, because me and him, you know, Tack started this um, this podcast first. I joined in in season two, and it was one of those things where it was just to entertain ourselves at the beginning. And when we found out that other people were entertained by it too, it just <laughs> I don't know, it's humbling. So um, we would like to thank all the Patreon 
um, producers. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how do I get into this? Well, let's just name them. Go ahead. Okay. Start it off. Um, starting with Elena. Thank you. Yes. And I also want to thank Jill. Jill, thank you. KDB. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kid Hayes. Remember Kid Hayes? Yes. Thank you, sir. Pepe. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Wendy. Yes. You know, Wendy. And the last Jim, two, especially. Yes. Jim Larison. Thank you. We we appreciate you. You're one of the OPs. Mm-hmm. And then there's Ginny, I guess. But anyway, moving on. Now, <laughs> Ginny, of course. <laughs> Ginny, too. And she just had a birthday. I think she it is. Was yeah, today. Yeah. I think it worked this me and you, birthday. We were talking about sports with her. Who was? Me and you were. Remember? We were talking about the, the, the orange ball that goes to the sideways P. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I think today's her birthday. So happy birthday, Jenny. There you go. Happy birthday. Um, and I think she's 23 today, I think. Wow, <laughs> no, nice. I don't know. I have no idea how she is. All right. So me and Jimmy hate to be those guys, but we are going <laughs> to sign some homework over the summer. I used to hate people on like your that. break. Yep. The teachers, I guess. <laughs> but uh, first one is check out the website at averybradypodcast.com. Second, do a great review on Apple Podcasts, Podchase, or Castbox, or wherever you listen to your Apple Podcast or your podcast, rather. Uh, do a great review. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Tell two friends about the show. If you don't like it, why don't you go tell the Grinch? <laughs> <laughs> Send an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show or anything you spotted in the Brady Bunch or amusing anecdotes about the Brady Bunch, how it, how, why you started watching it in the first place, that kind of stuff mm-hmm. at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Join the Facebook group, join in the conversation and the fun. That's what you can do over your little holiday Till we come back, jump into there at a very Brady Facebook group. We have a good time in there. We can chit chat back and forth with everyone. And we we you also know. have lately. It seems like we have a lot of people joining that don't listen to the podcast, <laughs> and that's fine. You know, um, oh but yeah, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, just make them feel welcome. Yep. If you would like to be a, pay, a producer, check out the Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. It's set up um, differently than you might think it is. Um, uh, you can, it's, it's kind of a way to buy merchandise and stuff like that stuff. That's not available on a merch store. Mm-hmm. So it's worth checking out. We don't, you obviously yeah. don't have to, we greatly appreciate it when you do, but you obviously don't have to check out our Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook. And I, and it always sounds weird when I say that because just earlier, Tech had said, you know, a very Brady Facebook group. We have two things on Facebook. We have a page for the podcast, which is the very Brady podcast like page. And then we mm-hmm. have a group on Facebook that's different. There's a group on Facebook and there's a page on Facebook. Those are two different things. So yeah. right now, what I'm saying is follow our very Brady, our Facebook page on Facebook. And that's where we post updates on where the show's going to be late, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So go check out our network, which is the Retro Network at theretronetwork.com. Check out our T Public store for merch. Link is in the description of this episode. And also keep your eyes out mm-hmm. because we got a new yeah. shirt on the way. We do. I'm still working on it. I'm going to yeah. have some time off around Christmas. So I'm going to try to get that done. I so would also. Keep your eye out. I would, and me and Tech haven't talked about this off air, but I'm assuming we're not going to release it till we come back. Because it does go on sale for like three days after it's released. Oh, good point. And yeah. just for, for you guys' sake, so you're not having to pay, 
you know, top dollar for that merch. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> well, we'll go ahead and release it when we come back or whenever it's ready, but it'll be after we come back. Um, yeah. That way you guys can take advantage of the sale when it first drops. For sure. For sure. And most importantly, if you don't do any of this stuff, please just go out and watch the Brady Bunch. Yes, of course. And uh, Jimmy is going to get you psyched up and ready for the next season and tell you what episode you should watch. On the next episode, season five, episode mm. one, entitled Adios, Johnny Bravo. Mm-hmm. A talent agent signs Greg to become a rock star named Johnny Bravo. Mm-hmm. Greg lets his new fame get to his head until he discovers that he was only signed because he fit the suit. Mm-hmm. I remember mm. that episode. That reminds me of the episode of the Fresh Beat Band where Twist <laughs> joins the dinosaur rock band because mm. he was tall and he fit the suit. Oh. Yes. But, they, you know, Kiki and, and all the rest of them brought him back because, you know, they're the Fresh Beat yeah. Band. You don't see all this Fresh Beat? Yeah. yeah. Um... I remember seeing a movie similar to that. I don't remember what it's called. I'm sure listeners know, but it's about a country singer guy, and then he makes it big to the top, and then he notices, like, at the end, like, this crowd's cheering for just whatever. They don't even care, like, really. And he's just like, and he just leaves. That's like, like that episode. <laughs> Our, my wife always will ask, how can you attack talk so long? This is, this is how you're experiencing it right now. That's like on Star Trek Next Generation. We just Generation. don't want this season to end. <laughs> on Star Trek Next Generation, where Data decided he wanted to be a stand-up comedian. Like Ron. <laughs> Ron will appreciate this. Yeah. <laughs> because like, he realizes that the way the holodeck is programmed, he can do anything. Like he just waves yeah. and people will start laughing. And he just like moves <laughs> yeah. a finger and everybody starts laughing. He's just like, what the fuck? So yeah, I like that. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, so just a reminder once again that we are going on hiatus and we'll be back on January 25th. So look out for it. We'll be back fresh and new, yep. ready to go, be cleaned up. And I mean, not like, I mean, our mouths won't be, but. <laughs> We don't want the audience, you know, sending emails going, you guys were talking about the attic room, and now I can't listen to it anymore. If any of you guys have an attic room, let us know how that works out. Exactly. We're in All Florida. Right. We don't have basements or attic rooms. Oh, I have a, a crawl space that I can kind of stand in a little bit, but not really. So I just have to watch where I walk, otherwise I'll fall through the drywall. Yeah. yeah. All right. So anyways... Alright, so this is goodbye to season four. And we'll see you guys back on season five. Okay. So I have been Jimmy. I've been Tag. And this has been a very pretty podcast. And we will see you on another Sunshine Day next year. <laughs> and then he just said Keith Smoke. And the podcast was over. <laughs> Keith Smoke. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.